It's Mike Shope and the Bulldog. I don't think Michael's ever done drugs. It's Mike Shope. I don't know if anyone's ever offered him any. Let's go over some of the symptoms of marijuana use, shall we? You tell me who this sounds like. It's the Bulldog. Slow moving. Inattentive. Dull. Constantly snacking. Shows a lack of motivation. It's Mike Shope and the Bulldog on WGR Sports Radio 550. Welcome back, Bills and Cowboys. Yeah, only four other times has Dallas come to town since the stadium was built. They were here once in right after the merger in 71, Rockpile, but 84, Greg Bell. Right. First ever visit. 07. Really? From 84 to 07 it was? There's one more in there. No, there's one more in there. 2015, 2007, 84, and there's one more. Why, why did I just forget this? But I did. Yeah, I can't. Uh, they weren't here during the Super Bowl years. The Bills went there oh, they, the they, one year. Yes, it's that game. It's when Collins played for Kelly. Oh, right. 90, okay, 96. Six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 84, that, oh, 96, 07, 15. I can't believe. I think I said this to you recently. Um, I have these triggers. I think maybe you do too. Uh, there are like certain shows that I can remember the subject matter and like exactly where I was, like a remote show when I used to be out all the time. And the Friday before Colin, I can't believe I forgot that game of all these games that the, the 96 game, we knew Kelly was going to be out and Collins was going to play. And I did a show by myself on a Friday night from like Fowler's chocolates, not like it was Fowler's chocolates in the garden village plaza in Chittawaga. Like I can see the room I was in. I can, I just can, can you smell the chocolate and see the whole thing. And it's like you say, you mentioned Todd Collins and the Cowboys. And I like I, that Friday night, I know right where I was. I still remember. It. I can't believe I, I, I remember I was covering the team for shout that year and being at the stadium on the Wednesday for media day. And there was a conference call with Troy Aikman, Barry Switzer and Troy Aikman. That was pretty custom mm-hmm. customary to have the coach and the quarterback. So I remember sitting in a room with 10 or 20 Bills media people and Troy Aikman on a speakerphone. Gathered around a speakerphone, right. Right. And maybe it was Skip Bayless. Somebody had just written a book about him. Okay. And he got two, two or three questions in a row or something about this book, and he already had said he was not going to talk about it. Mm-hmm. And he, he raised his voice, Aikman. Like, I told you guys already I'm not talking about that. And I remember that. All right. Then being told that there was no credential for me, which was fine. It was a big game. And then... The next week, when I went out there to cover the next game, I was uh, lectured for not having come to the game because I wasted a seat ah! after I was told that I wouldn't have a seat. Those were great days. Dave is with us now. Hi, Dave. <laughs> hey, gentlemen. Good evening. Hi, Dave. Thanks, thanks for taking my call. Uh, Shope, you had left uh, for the break there, leaving off. The Bills are even money uh, to make the playoffs. And, you know, whether or not you think that going to make it and i gotta be honest i mean i love the bills i got no faith in the team i could see them beating dallas and then going lay an egg in san diego with easton stick i mean it just it just yeah it reads it just i can read the script already i've seen the movie i know how it ends and 
they got so much talent, and they could be so much better than what they're at, but they they just don't have that it factor. Coaching staff is inept at times, and I really feel bad for the team because I think that they should be way better than what they are. Well, I mean, certainly what you're saying, it, you know, it, it, it's certainly possible. The year they've had so far uh, wouldn't take much to get you there. I even said earlier, like, I, you know, it wouldn't be everybody. The first time I brought this up before we had Salon, when I brought it up again, like they, if the Bills get this game, uh, I think most fans are going to be like expecting them to win the division now. But not Dave. But not Dave. <laughs> and Dave, the, and the, the scar tissue just from this year. Can you have scar tissue from November? I don't know. Uh, it might be too soon. But you know, it's it's been a, an uneven year. So like you could very easily drop a game you shouldn't drop because well you've watched them do that already three if not four times this year. Um, just weird losses. You know, the, the Eagles are why I sort of make a distinction because, like, losing to the Eagles, there's no shame in losing to the Eagles, but you had them. You should have had them. Yeah, you, you had them and you should have closed it, but you couldn't. Anyway, um, sure, I mean, it could happen. I, I, I think my opinion is I'd be surprised if this team gets the game Sunday, which to me is no sure thing, but if they get it, I, I, I don't dislike their chances either. It's just to me not like a foregone conclusion one way or the other. I'd be stunned if they if they blew it, at, at least to the Chargers and the Patriots. I, I, I'm not assuming a Miami win either, but you're gonna you're gonna obviously need it to get there. Um, I don't think that if they get this game, I'm not predicting a, a toe stubbing against New England or the Chargers myself. Um, oh, me neither. I think I would dis, uh, disregarding Dallas. Expect the Bills to win those two games. They'll be huge favorites in both games. I know they've lost a couple. They were not massive favorites in the games they lost. They were not a big favorite at all against the Jets. Jacksonville was like five. New England might have been the biggest spread, and that was a road game, so it wasn't mm-hmm. any kind of record. It wasn't Tennessee winning in Miami. No. Which was 14. No. So they haven't lost a game quite that bad. Man, you know, for so many days in a row, pretty much, we were talking about Sean McDermott and decision-making, too conservative, should they have a better record, you know, the little things that are getting missed, and that's why their record isn't better. And that was all, it all made sense. The Chief game did nothing to further any of that. Like, the Chief game was not, they don't have the horses on defense to win. The Chief game was not, you shouldn't have punted. There really was just nothing there. What you got was the break at the end that canceled the potential winning touchdown. You don't know if the Bills wouldn't have scored also after that, but they would have been an underdog at that point. They're down 24-20 with a minute left. So they got that break, and it was Kansas City's mistake this time. And that's how it goes in sports, right? Too many mistakes, you get yourself beat against any team. It's just like that Chief game did not – it it sort of stopped that conversation – and at least it did for me. You know, here's the first person calling to respond to, do you think they'll make the playoffs? I'm as big as Bill fan as anybody, but no. Like, that's, no. That, I guess that's kind of sports radio. But. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I even think, you know, I, 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 I didn't want to stop short of saying I gave a speech yesterday. I mean, I was, I was, on, I was on the radio doing my thing. Um, but bracing for Sunday, for post game, even, right? Like, you're, it, it, it's, I would expect there to be the usual if it doesn't go well you know not not predicting horror or anything but they they lose the game maybe in like somewhat ordinary fashion if that's even possible for us to comprehend right they just they lose to a good team 
And, you know, you got to keep in mind that even going into week 14, or excuse me, week, what, what, week, what week is this? 15 is okay. here. Yeah, okay. this is 15. So week, week 14, the Bills, the pl- playoff odds thing, if they go 3-1 and one and the one loss is the Dallas game, they're still at like 80%. And I don't think that's gone down with the results from last weekend. I would think it probably even just got better because a couple of teams around them did lose, not everyone, but still. And so you're still going to have a really important race to run against the Chargers and against the Patriots and against the the, the Dolphins. But it'll it'll feel like the Kansas City game never happened or (laughs) they should have lost anyway and were doomed. If they if they you know don't find a way to win this game on Sunday and that's going to be challenging I think for fans for me because all the all the heat and all the hot takes about McDermott will be right back up at the forefront and will be going I, I I'll be thinking all right they got the Chargers and the Patriots and the Dolphins and they're still like eighty percent to make it like we should probably calm down but good luck calming people down. Yeah, that can be tough to do. John is next. Hello, John. Hey, guys. Love your show. Thanks for taking my call. You're welcome. Thank um, you. We're going to absolutely run the table, and we're going to fire on all cylinders. This team is destined. What happened last week absolutely galvanized them, and um, I can see it in some of the players' eyes this past you know, this past Sunday. Um, I see them running the table, and they are going to be absolutely, I mean, you know, a lot of a lot of negative callers calling in for the head coach for this and that. You know, let's enjoy the season, enjoy our team, enjoy it for the people that are not here anymore, like Tim Ruster, Ralph Wilson. You know, and going on on Ken Hall. Enjoy the game, man. Enjoy the season. Stop being so negative, man. You know what I mean? Uh, let it play out. But I believe we're going to run the table, and we could even win four in a row. That's all I hear down here in Baltimore. It's like, come on, man, four in a row, four in a row. Come on. You know, um, that's what happened. And uh, um, and that's why we're special fans, man. And um, God bless you guys. I love you guys. Thank, uh, you. Thank you, John. Thanks. Happy Hope holidays. Right. Hope you're right. Yeah, winning four in a row. I mean, that running the table and winning four in a row are synonyms. I have I have no problem imagining the Bills winning each of these regular season games to get to 11 wins which is definitely a playoff spot, if not division title. If it's not a division title, if Miami – we should talk about them too because they're so much a part of this conversation, like what is going to happen. Say the Miami gets to 12-5 and five and the Bills would be the five seed in this scenario. They would go to probably Jacksonville, maybe even Kansas City in the first round, and then probably go to Miami – or Baltimore in the second round, and then probably go to the other of those teams in the <laughs> AFC Championship, and then the Super Bowl, and that's somebody else. Like that, I can't quite. I can't quite get. I, to. I, I don't have John's level of confidence in like sort of <laughs> nine in a row or eight in a row. Right. But these games, um, I feel good about them here, which is really just because we know they're good, and we know that Dallas tends to falter. You know, when it gets when it gets late in the season. They have not done so yet this year. They've been excellent. But just as a football fan, let alone Bills, I just sort of want to bet against the Cowboys. Them having a, a tough time in Buffalo in week fifteen would not be surprising at all to like objective football fans, I think. 
Dallas. Not like, familiar with the opponent, really. Right. You know, outdoors, cold, not frigid, but cold. And it's just like a different a different deal then. Like Sal's talking about, he knows. I mean, they've played three home games in a row, four out of five. And some of these, not Philadelphia, but some of these games have been against pretty weak teams, the Giants, and they've scored like crazy. So I feel like this is a really different test for them. Um, they're good, though. Obviously, we know that. Yeah, what they did with Philly last Sunday night was, it. it I, I think, objectively, it's very hard to not be really impressed. The only uh, hesitation you might have is that Philly isn't quite Philly. Like I, they, were, they, they managed to win the game in Kansas City, but they didn't have to, and the Bills had them. I mean, so uh, the Eagles, I think, are maybe a little wobbly, and Dallas caught them at the right time and in the right place, their place, not in Philly. Uh, but still, really impressive. I mean, they, they just had them in a headlock, really, most most of the night. Chris is next. Hi, Chris. Hi, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Um, quickly, I, I would just like to say I left the area about 20 years ago, and um, listening to you guys all these years gives me a sense of home, so I really appreciate that. Thank you. That means a lot. Thanks. Um, so I do think that they're going to make the playoffs. You posed that question. And there's a couple reasons. The, the most... I think the one that jumps out to me most is there's more than one path now. Like that log jam with all the seven and six teams is really ugly and nobody likes to see in the hunt. Like we've all been there before, but the fact that the division is in play again, I think gives me a lot of hope because there's a lot of different ways this could go. And secondly, there's been a lot of talk about like, you know, these winning on the edges and like, you know, luck or, um, you know, small little uh, calls that could go either way that decide a game. Um, I just, I coin it as just like do theory. Like eventually, it's just like if you flip a coin like a hundred times, eventually it's going to start swinging the other way. And so I just think we're due for some of those breaks going our way. Um, Hopefully, and that'll happen the rest of the season. And it just did happen. It definitely happened on Sunday in Kansas City, no doubt about it. Uh, as much as that was a foul that did not need to be called, like it would not. If in there's some opposite, we've lived this world in this world uh, where the call doesn't get made, and we're you know we're ten minutes into post game, and we're getting screen grabs sent to us of the dude's foot being clearly offsides, and like what the hell, right? Like that. It's been a part of life, so they 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 definitely caught one there, um, and hopefully it continues. Miami's loss was so big for this, I think, just not only because of the division standings and the chance of getting there, but in terms of the AFC. Like, right now it's the Ravens who have given the least sense of wobble or just, like, where they're vulnerable. A bad loss. They had a – early in the season they had a couple that weren't great. They lost to Indianapolis at home, although that's a team with a winning record right now. They lost at Pittsburgh – and it's an ugly game like they all are when those two teams play. So it's there, but you have Miami losing to Tennessee with that lead. Given, given that lead, almost literally, just handed that lead, right. and they still lose because they could not even really come close to stopping a Tennessee offense that wasn't using Derrick Henry. Just, right. what is that? <laughs> so... Yes, the race is closer, and it's just another team. Bill's fans, at least, are never sort of lacking for confidence when it comes to the Dolphins, head-to-head. But they have at times looked this year close to unstoppable. And, okay, Tyreek Hill goes down, 
But defensively, they were just gashed there late by the Titans. They had just a, an easy time with yeah, that big, score. Big, like you're protecting that score, and, and still big play, big pass plays down the field. When what you're trying to do primarily is take away big pass plays down the field, right? I mean, that's the idea. That's the idea. It's not like they, they, they there's like a there's a 26 yard pass in there to Hopkins, a 16 yard pass. Like they were just nickel and diming their way into field goal range or something. I mean, they just daggers. And I mean, that's that's tough. Tennessee. Yeah. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. The first drive was more like Tajay Spears dump off stuff that that got there. When they have the two touchdown lead, now it's a six point lead, and that still happens. So the Ravens, the Bills have won in Kansas City. Jacksonville is Jacksonville, I think. The the Ravens are the one team that it's the hardest time to make the argument against. It's the hardest time to make the argument for like yeah, no problem. The Bills have beaten them. They've beaten them in a playoff game too. But they're just the they give you the least evidence of being vulnerable this year. Kansas City is still like we had an argument a couple days ago with a caller. Like Kansas City still, though, in the playoffs, I would think is I mean, what's interesting to say? Dangerous? That's not even interesting to say. Of course they're dangerous. But that's a team I would trust, even if their performance doesn't mm-hmm. really look as good as other years. But you, they just have won all kinds of different ways. They've won with Mahomes injured in like more than once in right. playoff games. Right. They've won from twenty-four nothing down, seventeen nothing down. I don't know if this year's Chiefs can do that. But well, they were down. It, they were down fourteen nothing to the Bills and get, you know tied the game, caught up. Yeah. So I would definitely like none of this for as much time as we're spending on like how available. Suddenly or not suddenly, it seems like the conference might be. I'm not meaning to leave the Chiefs out because they'll still almost definitely win their division at New England this week. I mean, okay. <laughs> but they, they they probably will win the AFC West and then be a problem you know, in the playoffs. Maybe not, though. Maybe the vibes are bad and the receivers are so lacking that uh, they get they get upset. He's still yet to play a playoff game on the road. He seems like he's been around a long time. Now. Yeah, oh well, yeah, and they're in. They've been in the playoffs every year, and like, and they they go far. It's not like they lose at home and then don't have to go on the road. It's just they're home. That's it. <laughs> we live That's here. It. You have to come here, and that um, 
The party is at their house every do, year. You're right. You does, cannot convince them to come over. Does not seem like, you know, it, could it still happen? Sure, but I don't think it's real likely. Uh, that they will work that. I mean, they're two games back. I saw Kansas City from Alex Gold on Monday after losing to the Bills at eight to one to get the one seed, and I I tweeted back at him like that. That is very live. Miami and Baltimore playing each other in Week mm-hmm. Seventeen. Then Miami goes and loses that night incredibly. So it would be shorter odds than that. Now I tried to bet it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I tried to bet it, but I was sitting at my dining room table. Oh yeah, that's a problem. And yeah. I got onto the app. But then it said I had like 10 violations mm. and was not allowed, including location, but also like I'm too young to bet. Um, I don't know. Like all, It seemed like all the violations wow. were sitting in my folder there yeah, that's... Uh, for some reason. Like I'm not too young. Wow. And all the other things were not correct. I'm, 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 I'm relieved that there wasn't like a drone strike or something included I, with uh, all that. That's, that thank you for like, saying that. Like a lot. Thank you for saying that. And location, I mean, also was literally not correct, but I get it. Like, I'm right on the river. Right on the Canada. border. Yeah, right. And so this has always been a, it really, literally, I've mentioned it a few times. It's funny. Like, I, I have to walk to the back of my house, and sometimes then it'll work. <laughs> Go back into the yard, maybe, back to the pool. Then I can, I can only bet at the pool at my place. Right. I can never, not bet in the, in the actual structure of the house, or definitely the front yard, forget it. They're going to think for sure I'm in Canada. But the back, you know, keep walking back there. Yes, it's wet. But um, at least you can at least you can bet. Yes, it's wet, but you can bet. That's got, what we you, say at home. You got boots. That's the that's what boots are for. That's the motto. <laughs> is what boots are for. Put on some boots. What are you doing? I'm putting on my boots to go bet. Eight oh three oh five fifty. Will they make it? Mike Shope and the Bulldog. WGR. They're explosive. I think they're you know very talented offense. Well coached, really across all three phases of their team, with with offense, defense, and special teams. And as you've seen and you mentioned, they're they're hard to stop. And when you do get them to third down, they're the number one team in third down in the, in the NFL. So it's going to take a heck of an effort defensively. Sean McDermott. So Mike McCarthy, Dan Quinn, is the accomplished defensive coordinator. I do not know who their special teams coach is. I'm looking right now. John Fossil. Wow, that's Jim Fossil's son. I think so. Yeah. Um, there, Bones. He's known as Bones Fossil is his nickname. Bones. Special teams coach. It's so funny. So speaking of that Tennessee Miami game, did you want to say something about Bones Fossil? No. You're just, looking at me like you did. I just is that Pro Football Reference has yes. a, the, he has a page and that's oh, wow, that's amazing. Because of fossils. Oh duh. Yeah. Okay. Now I get it. <laughs> yes. So it's so funny. Like it's th- not spelled the same though. That's not. No. It's, no. That's sorry, right. Just trying to def- punch back a little. Bones just, fossil. Yeah. All right. Good. Good one. So Tennessee, Miami. <laughs> what happened? Like I, the, I, the 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 Titans play. Was it the first thing that happened? The Titans return man fumbled the punt, muffed the punt. Right. And they show him anytime you fumble, like Barkley fumbled. For the Giants on Monday night in that game, and the Packers are driving, and they just keep showing Barkley sitting on the bench. Like, oh, mm-hmm. don't forget, Barkley is to blame for this. Mm-hmm. They're always showing the guy who fumbled. So they're showing this guy whose name I don't know, and they're showing the special teams coach, too. Like, the, the Titans, previous to that, had a really good play on special teams. Maybe a block kick? I'm not sure that's right. But they, they did something. So then they show the special teams coach. Like, such an mm-hmm. easy formula to figure out every time. You get a, a, a good field, a punt inside the five or something like that. There's the special teams coach right, right there. I don't think I could name five. 
Like, knowing which team they were on. Like, Danny Smith right? maybe is in Pittsburgh, but these guys move around. And right. I don't think I could name five that I would be confident were correct I, with I, their I'm current team. I'm sure I couldn't. Heath Farwell, Jackson. Right. That one I could do. That one we know because it's, yeah, there's, it's somewhat pertinent and has been newsworthy even as recently as last week. So, yeah, the, you get reminded of certain things. But, yeah, the rest of them, I, I don't know. I don't know. Not on top of that. I guess they have good special teams. I know their kicker makes everything. Aubrey's a rookie. Yeah, right. And I got all cocky last week when he was going six for six, whatever he did, 60 yarders, whatever that was against the Eagles. I'm like, let's see what we what happens when he comes here and we turn the wind up, like in Truman Show. Right. Let's see, let's see if he, let's see him go six for six. Didn't he have in Buffalo two fifty yard fifty? He did something very notable last week. Yeah, the fifty nine and. 61, two long kicks, two two kicks no one had ever made two of in the same game. Like from some distance plus, uh, he made two from that distance or more or something. Yeah. Well, we'll turn the wind up like uh, like Ed Harris. Really got to like show. how thorough I was there. Like, I, could I have been more le, le, any more vague about exactly what this Aubrey did last week? Yeah, he made some field he goals. He did a they thing, were long. it was long, and I don't know, it maybe was unprecedented. I'm not sure because I don't really know. 60, 60, 59, 45, and 50. It was two kicks of 59 or more in the same game as yeah. it was then. So. He's my bare-knuckle kicker. Yeah. One of them. Good for you. Yeah, not really, though. Not making a big difference. Hmm. Brandon Aubrey. Unfortunately, I will not be getting a Brandon Aubrey jersey to honor my first-ever bare-knuckle championship. That does not appear to be happening. Doesn't, doesn't seem to be in the cards. How good is Dallas? Everybody's in love. They split with Philadelphia. They... We're closer to winning the game in Philly than they were to losing yep. to the Eagles, and San Francisco blew them out. The The thing about losing to Arizona and the that Niners score, both were pretty early. Arizona was week three, uh-huh. and San Francisco week five. I would say they're, they're good enough right now that I'm eager to see them play the 49ers again. Um, sitting here right now, I might guess a point spread for that game in the playoffs would be San Francisco minus five or something because they've really manhandled Dallas, mm. especially in the playoffs. Um, so I think they're favored even if the game's in Dallas. I don't know if it's five. If it's in Dallas, I'm thinking about it being in San Francisco. But um, I'd want to see it again. Whereas before they sort of found it here and beat Philly last week, I might have told you I'm dreading another Dallas San Francisco playoff game because they've you know they've looked pretty overmatched against that team. I I think I'd be eager to see it again. Well, the two playoff games were pretty close. Remember the the home game ended badly for Dallas. It was close. They lost, and they had Prescott had stuff thrown at him as he's leaving the field two years ago. And then last year is that hilarious last Elliot, play. That Elliott play where he's lined up at center and just, just gets smashed over. Like, he, hey, here's your last action as a cowboy. Just right. Just thanks so for, embarrassing. Thanks for coming. So embarrassing. <laughs> so bad. Yes. So um, at, I, least, at least those were competitive games. But yeah. I don't know. Part of me can't really do the Niners either. It's, I'm trying too hard. Yeah, on Purdy and that, that team, they're they're good. They're I th- good. I think the only time they haven't looked right this year is when they were down really important guys. Trent Williams, the left tackle, Debo. Um, I mean, and Bo- did Bosa maybe miss a little bit? Whenever, but they they're they're all there, and you know, there's four weeks to go before the playoffs get here. But man, they, yeah, they. I'm 
I'm super impressed with them, San Francisco. But I that said, I think enough of Dallas right now that I'd, I'd love to see them play again. Last year, was it that Dallas was the five, maybe, and went to Tampa with Brady in the first round and won kind of easily, but Tampa didn't have a good record? Dallas at Tampa mm-hmm. in the first round? Because that is very... That very well could happen again, not with Brady, but right with Tampa. the same exact thing could happen again. Tampa yeah. is in first at six and seven, negative point differential. Tampa, Atlanta, New Orleans. One of them is hosting a game in round my, one. My Mayfield starting two more playoff games bet is this is, is feeling pretty live. I mean, they're going to win a game this year, but still, if he gets a playoff game this year, he's play, starting next year, right? And plays whatever he, he's going to play long enough. I think that he'll. I'm, I, it may take a few years, but I like. I, I can't you, tell. What am I winning on that? I can't. It's all scribbled out. I can't tell either. Yeah, it's too it's, far. It's, tough. it's too. It's too far. Yeah. I think that you're the favorite there. He has to start two playoff games before he retires. Yes, I think you're the favorite there because I think, like you kind of maybe just said, he'll be in the league a while. Yeah. Now with right. what happened this year, mm-hmm. it, it might be that that Ram stretch last year saved him. Yeah, because watching him play for Carolina was not good. No, and Cleveland had already moved on. Really, the Ram thing. Overall, yes, definitely when he first got there, because the the story of him getting there and like two days later playing uh, was wild. And like, didn't they win that with a two minute drill or something against the Raiders? The, yeah, I mean, it was just dude. So that, that really worked for him, I think. And yeah, he's good enough to, you know, he'll he'll be in the league a long time. That's why I like the bet in the first place. You and I have a bet on Belichick to win another playoff game. Feeling pretty good about I think, that right I think now. you're the favorite on that one, too, yeah. having bet yeah. no. Yeah. But he is coaching somewhere else, isn't he? Like, that's what people think? That he's not going to be there? That was the big right. report yesterday? Yeah. But he's going to just play out the season... And presumably go coach Washington or Carolina or somebody else that just says, like, come come save me. And I wish them luck. I mean, he, it, I, I don't know, man. Like, I, I wouldn't – we talked a little bit about this yesterday, um, and it just sort of kept coming up through the show because star- I started with it yesterday. Like, would you want him? Like, I'm, I'm a hard no. <laughs> I mean, I, I know what he's accomplished, but I, I don't think I, – I wouldn't want him. I, if I were Carolina, I wouldn't want him. I would have to agree. The thing that's especially kind of dubious about Belichick at this stage is how poorly they've drafted. And I don't know if you can tell him to keep his hands off the roster. Right. Like, is some team going to give him $15 million a year for credibility and tell him he, he's not allowed to have input on the roster? Right, no. I don't know. Like, no, you're, you're hiring him. You're hiring Parcells in his prime. Like, it, he's he's doing everything. It really is. Like... I don't know. People go too far on him just because people hate him. <laughs> you know, all, all the winning he's done, and he seems so exposed. He's absolutely a very good, if not great, defensive coach. But these drafts, I mean, it's not just offensive guys either. It's their DBs. Mm-hmm. They've drafted so many guys that have just not made it. And everybody has known about New England for years now that they needed better weapons. And they've just gotten worse at it somehow. They've managed mm-hmm. to go from a team that needed better weapons to having nobody. They're they, a team that needed better weapons that then signed Devontae Parker to a contract extension this spring. Like, the, no, universally, I think everyone's went, I don't get it. 
I don't, what are you doing? <laughs> why are you doing what? What? Why was that necessary? <laughs> it just didn't make any sense. How about Juju? Everybody was kind of down on him, and there there was New England. How about Mike Yosicki, who right. they signed to good money and really don't throw the ball to, except against the Bills to win the game. That's that's right. Like his one play uh, for them. So just seemingly obvious bad decisions. Tyquan Thornton. That's a second round pick in 2022 on a guy from Baylor that like draft experts were just shocked by that. Like he should have been a day three pick super fast, but that was it. Right. And you have so many other good receivers coming into these drafts, you know, just like what here, the bills get Davis, say what you want. The bills get Davis in the, in the fourth round. The bills don't have any receivers ever who were first round picks and new England goes to round two. And just like that guy has done nothing. Right. Uh, Kayshawn Boutte this year, just, it's just been it's been kind of obvious for a long time, mm-hmm. and if he goes and coaches somewhere else, why wouldn't that continue? That's what I would. That's why I would say no. Right. Yep. All of that. All of that. There's also a bet on uh, whether Tom Brady plays in the new stadium. There's a lot up there. There's a lot up there. Yeah. But you seem to be on the right side in a lot of them. Kincaid. Where does that stand? Where oh does he God. rank on the team in catches? He, he, easy second? He's easy second. Like uh, way he's, ahead of uh, Cook? Yeah. Well, way ahead. Let me look. Um, Race you. Uh, he's got 61. Cook has 28. 38? Sorry. 38. So he's got a healthy lead. Davis has 39. Davis has 39. So oh, that's a huge lead. He's cruising. Yeah. I, mean, I don't think he'll catch digs. But still, 61 receptions. It's only two touchdowns. You'd like to see that get to maybe five by the end of the year or something. But, yeah, you're looking at 75 catches. And, like I said, if you get get three more touchdowns, I mean, that is a fantastic rookie year. I love looking at this now because we did talk about that a lot in the summer, just what is a good year for Kincaid and how it could be one of the best rookie tight end seasons ever, but also, like, you wouldn't be happy with it. (laughs) Right. And, you know, I would say I'm happy with this. With what he's meant, how he's played, I, I think you have to be. I'm thrilled. Um, not just because I'm, I'm in, you know, in line to win a bet. Um, not always how he's been used, though. Right. I think it's, tra- but it's tracking in the right direction. It's not like he started off hot and then suddenly uh, he fell out of favor for some reason, uh, got displaced by someone else more productive. It's like as the year has gone on. Allen's trusting him more, coordinate whatever. He's just he's meant more as it's gone on, and that that makes sense. That's how it should be if you've got a talented player there that's new to the league, rookie coming in from Utah. Like let's let's ramp him up, and I think they've ramped him up. Like he matters now. I don't like that as long as twenty two yards. Latavius Murray's long is twenty two yards. Yeah, that was last week. That was that that play that he didn't catch. Yes, that was that play. A catch that never was. I like to see Kincaid. The, the, the term seam stretcher was used a lot when yep. he was drafted. I don't see a lot of seams being busted here. Well, Sunday's another game. That, that is true, actually. Give me a 40-yarder. That is true. 803-0550 for your calls. We'll get some uh, Sabres thoughts in as we continue here towards 7. Mike Schoep and the Bulldog, WGR. Welcome back. If you missed Steve Largent or any of our other guests recently, Steve Largent on earlier today, check out the Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y, or go to WGR550.com. Here is Dan with us. Hi, Dan. Hey, good afternoon, gentlemen. Happy holidays. Thank you. Um, uh, 
of the show. Hey, so listen, I, I know football pretty well. I'm pretty astute when it comes to watching the Bills. We're up playing Madden. That helps. Uh, less so when it comes to hockey, when it comes you know, to watching the Sabres. I've been watching them more and more the past couple of years. I can't put my finger on what's wrong, other than like some of the obvious things that they're not scoring. And um, but I, as for for not as a astute hockey watcher, what should I be looking for uh, that indicates maybe they're they're going to be able to turn this thing around? I mean, it it, it feels bad, but I, I can't articulate why it feels bad. So I'm just give me some <laughs> uh, hockey tips on what to look for. <laughs> Well, it feels bad because their most consistent uh, result, their most consistent outing, is a lot like what you saw last night. Not, not that they lose five to one all the time, but the game starts and it's you're down two goals, pretty crooked halfway through the first period, and they got to regroup and see if they go get some momentum with a late goal. They did that last night. So okay, three to one, come out dominate the second period, but got nothing to show for it, and you lose. And they've done that a lot. Like a lot of these games where we're upset at them afterward, aren't like no shows completely. It's just the starts are bad and they're in a hole. Um, so I don't know. You, you solve the problem. I, I saw something from Sneaky Joe that. Um, explain some of it, um, and it's not to pin what's happened to them this year entirely on two players, but last year at this time they had 35 goals. This is from Sneaky Joe, our morning show co-host. Um, 35 goals from Thompson and Cousins, and they've got 11 so far this year between the two of them. 35 at this time. 35 at this time last year between Cousins and Thompson, and they've got 11. So, you're, I mean, you're, you're, missing, you're missing 24 goals. I mean, you, you can't expect them to be at – like. Thompson had a five-goal game in there, I think, by, by this time last year in Columbus. So, you know, some some dip was maybe to be expected. But, like, Cousins, Cousins is on a pace for half of what he did last year, if that. So, you know, if those two guys had been, A, healthy, had some better luck, whatever it is, I mean, that's a, that's a, that's a lot of goals. And the question is why then, right? Because they're going to be the same players. Thompson had an injury right. in there to bring that number down. That'd probably be a little bit higher. Yep. But I just think, like, what are they worst at is defensively. You know, Samuelson is a is a big disappointment. That's one of the guys they committed to. And, like, Eric Johnson hasn't been good as an acquisition, or even Clifton. And this can take you back to when the Sabres were at the bottom. And they just – they had a couple of good players, but they – Forwards and D, they they have that, but they don't have enough. They, their bottom guys can get them beat. I thought it was surprising, not in a good way, that they brought their fourth line back. And, like, why would you do that? But I think they did that partly or largely because of leadership qualities and, I don't know. Sentimentality, yeah. And the know. goalie thing, almost incredibly, was just untouched from last year to this year. So... I don't know. You got to question how serious a team this is right now. I don't think they're coming back. Like, just they're just not good at anything this year. They haven't been. They have had a few. The best thing about them, like I said on Tuesday after they won the Arizona game, is a few times this year they've looked excellent, mm-hmm. complete games. But that's most hockey teams most years. You play so often, the other team's tired and just mm-hmm. bounces, and you you just take the lead like the Avs did, and it's sort of an easy night. So they've had a few of those, but. Uh, yeah, it's not it's not promising. Like I, I don't, you know, I, I'm still, 
you know, I went out last night to watch that. I don't get TNT at home. I'm a streamer, and the streaming choice I made has Fubo, which has MSG, or is Fubo, which has MSG. They don't have TNT. That's a choice I made. So do I want to spend another $70 a month for another service so I can watch two TNT Sabres games? No, I'll go out. So I, even though late game, I'm awake, I'm going to go out. I literally, I've joked around. We, we, we did the beer draft even. Stop for one. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I'm stopping for one. Yeah, my ass. I, I, I literally went, I got a beer. It was one nothing before I even had a sip of it. Not that this guy got there two or three minutes into the game. Uh, had a sip of it, one nothing. By the time I was done with the beer, it was 3 nothing. I'm like, all right, it's 11 o'clock. I'm going home. <laughs> I just, I've seen this. Like, if it was a different game, tie game, more competitive looking game, I might have hung around, but like, I'm not. I'm not doing this. I'm out. Um, but I, I'll still, you know, th- there's still time here, right? Win a couple of these games now, Vegas, and then Arizona. Come home and like get me to the holidays and see where you're at. But no, they've dug a hole. Their their chances of making the playoffs are, are like in single digit, seven percent. Good luck. Yeah. Good luck. Uh, Thanks for the call, Dan. Mike Schoep and the Bulldog back after sports here on WGR.